Nothing comes to dreamers but dreams. Sitting idle in their boats while everyone else is down the stream. Nothing comes to talkers but sound. We can talk all we want to, but the world still goes round and round. That quote, ladies and gentlemen, is from Prince Rogers Nelson, sang and performed by Tevin Campbell. Welcome to episode 27 of The Gospel Truth. This is the place where we understand that the truth will set you free and at the same time bring you grief. But on the path, we shall remain. This is the place where we depart from the matrix and construct our utopia piece by piece. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is P-I-E-C-E by P-E-A-C-E. This is the place where we aspire to be higher. We speak our minds in pursuit of truth. And for those times when we disagree, <laughs> we use that opportunity to do so in love with the goal to grow in spirit. No BS. I am our major and I have my brother in quest, Antonio, a.k.a. the wise one, riding right along with me. There's only one rule as you board this train. Love is God. And God is love. With that being said, we welcome you to the gospel truth. Good morning. Good morning. How are good you? Good morning. And good morning, ma'am. How are you this morning? I'm fine. I'm sorry. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Bring that energy. I love it. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> um, as you all can hear, we do have a guest on this morning. And for those of you who don't know, I, I get a little giddy when we when I know we're going to have guests on. This morning, we have Shandrell Haney. She is, yes, an African-American female business owner. Again, we are in celebration mode. Shandrell Haney. She is the owner of Drell Nicole Inc. And we will allow her to step in and tell us exactly what she does. And we will uh, break word with her this morning. Looking forward to it. Shandrell? Yes. Good morning, guys. Good morning. I am trying to make sure that I have the energy and bring energy this morning. You're bringing Because um, <laughs> yes. I am sure enough sleepy right now. But thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. Um, so to start off, um, yes, the name of my um, my business is Drill Nicole Inc. And what um, the services that we provide is um, designing services where I um, design um, clothing. I have a, a clothing brand, sorry, mm -hmm. clothing brand that... Uh, where I um, design Afrocentric pieces and uh -oh. um, turn them into modern pieces. So I like to work with different African prints and stuff like that. And I design men and women clothing. Um, okay. I do custom work for children by request, but my line consists of um, men and women clothing and accessories, all things that I make by hand myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I've recently came into some inventory of where I've purchased some accessories like earrings and um, purses and um, and stuff like that to that I sell on my website. Um, then also the other services that the other service that I provide is styling services. 
so I wanted to start that to kind of help people who are kind of like in between um, or coming into a new chapter in their lives mm-hmm. and wanting a different look to um, to help them get started. So um, from people who have lost weight um, and don't know how to dress their new bodies to mm-hmm. new moms um, and even just for um, events, like if there's an event that someone is going to but they don't necessarily know how to dress for that particular event, then they would come to me and I will help them to get prepared for that event. So I'm offering those services right now. Um, And currently working with some other um, boutiques and and businesses uh, who want to create their own line of clothing so, like last year, I was working with a plus size boutique who um, um, wanted me to design lingerie for them, mm-hmm. and um, and now this year I'm working with another um, plus size boutique, um, creating a swimwear line for them. So I don't just keep it all to myself, you know. I also like mm-hmm. to help other businesses um, to help their dreams and stuff come true too. Okay. Okay, so you unpacked a lot up in there. I wanted to jump in way back. So but let, me see, <laughs> okay. let me see where I can go. Let me see where I can go. Okay. Um, so you said you started off with Afrocentric pieces, and you said you basically morphed them into modern wear. Yes. Right? So yeah. explain, explain to us, please, how you actually do that. Because when I think of an Afrocentric piece, I don't think of it as mm-hmm. modern or, you know, ancient. I just think of it as being Afrocentric. So explain to me how right. you bring, you know, how you make it modern. Okay. So for instance, um, like the regular dashiki, the traditional dashiki shirt that you, that you see that, mm-hmm. you know, is, is the thing that most people or most um, men will generally wear. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I have, um, put a modern take on that and made it into like a sleeveless hoodie. Mm. Um, I've also taken, um, taken it and made it into like a button down shirt for men Mm. um, and made it into like a button down dress. So I would take, yeah, I would take the traditional wear, uh, the traditional Afrocentric wear and make it more modern. I'll put a modern take onto it. Um, okay. When it, okay. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Do you have a website where we can actually view your work? Yes. It okay. is actually. Um, mm-hmm. It's drillnicole.com and that's spelled D-R-E-L-L-E N-I-C-O-L-E dot com. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So when you go into designing, what is one of your inspirations when even when you start designing? And it could be for anything. So well, um, now when it comes to me creating a line myself, mm-hmm. um inspiration will just come to me and usually it'll come to me when I'm driving and when I'm driving for a long period of time. So mm. um so 
as I if I'm in a place where I'm to myself and I'm focused, it's like things will pop in my head or I may see something on TV that I might have um that I said that oh okay that's cute I might want to try to do something like that and I will automatically think you know something I may see on TV and want to turn it into an um make it out of African print or something like that um and um most the majority of my inspiration is more so for plus sizes because mm-hmm. I would see a lot of regular sizes um, or pieces, outfits in regular sizes that I would want to make into a plus size too. So um, that's another uh, way that I get my inspiration because um, I do um, specialize in plus sizes also. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then, of course, there are people who come to me who want me to make things for them, custom make things for them that they've seen. And of course, most of, um, most of the people that most of my customers are plus size and they see something in a regular size that they want made in their size. Mm. So um, I've definitely, you know, my, my inspiration pretty much comes from any and everywhere. Something I may see, a pattern I may see, or an outfit I may see on someone else that I want to mm-hmm. make into plus size. So pretty much comes from anywhere so your mind is always thinking creatively that mind that mind, that creative side of your mind never sleeps so you, oh, you could dream no, it, it you could dream it based upon what you're telling me or telling us rather you could you could dream it and next thing you know you're designing it yes does that, does that sound as about long right as i have okay. the time uh-huh okay. as long as i have the time yes and there will okay. be days where if i am um, just at home and something will hit me and I'll get to it or I'll make it. But, um, but things have been a little busy lately. So with my, with me this year, my mm-hmm. focus has been more so on the styling than okay. the design. Yeah, styling is good. Cause I'm going to tell you, I'm looking at her work. I went this, to her website. Yeah, it is. It is good. Her styling is good. Let me Thank tell you. you. For oh, me, you're welcome. If you're it's welcome. not black and white, if it's not something I can just easily put together, I'm making phone calls around <laughs> this house. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm calling my wife. I'm calling the kids. It's been time I'm on the way to work. I'm sending text messages to my wife and, and, and my, uh, one of my older boys. Does this go? And they'd be like, oh, my God. Like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I'm not good with colors. I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> And that's so, the thing. I like colors. Like I'm very attracted to colors mm-hmm. and putting colors together and stuff like that. So when I see that there are people just like you who are just only into black and white or just mm-hmm. wear all black all the time, I'm like, uh, can we like <laughs> add something like to you? Oh, that's you got that little pop of color. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. yo, let's 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 see if we could, you know, do a little something something else. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds great. That sounds great. Now, it, correct me if I'm wrong. We have a hard stop with you at 830. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. All right. So we're going to drain as much as we can out of you, if that's okay with you. Um, that's fine. What drove you to African-centric? Afro, well, yeah, African-centric, Afrocentric pieces. What drove you to that? Okay. 
So um, let's just start from the beginning uh, because what got me into designing was that at that point in time, in my um, late 20s, I -hmm. got into um, selling like the adult toys and novelties. Mm -hmm. And I connected with my aunt. (laughs) Excuse me. I connected with my aunt who is a seamstress. And um, so I had a lot of, of course, plus size women coming to me asking me about plus size lingerie and came up with the idea of creating a plus size um, collection for those particular Mm -hmm. women and went to her. And that's how the the ball got rolling with me designing because I was seeing, I would, you know, show her pictures or draw pictures of what I had in mind and Mm -hmm. she would create it for me. And then I was like, but I want to do this myself. I want to like have my hands in it too. I don't want to just, you know, just say here, do something like this. Like I really want to be a part of it. So she actually um, taught me how to sew using a sewing machine. Okay. So then fast forward because Mm -hmm. the business didn't, um, it did good for a while, but, um, and I did like three fashion shows on my own. Um, but it, I had to go out of business because I wasn't, um, bringing in the money. So once I did that, I kind of took a break from sewing. And when I took that break, um, there were a couple of coworkers who had some events that were going on where they needed, um, Afrocentric pieces. And so, um, I made two Afrocentric pieces, traditional Afrocentric pieces for one coworker. And then another coworker, she was younger and wanted something more modern. And so um, I made a a more up-to-date dress out of Afrocentric um, or African print for her. And so that kind of got the ball rolling with me being so interested in working with African prints because like the materials, the patterns, the colors, that's what I was, that's what drew me to them. Um, also what stamped me as Drill Nicole Inc. was what after my break, after I did those pieces, um, uh, a friend of mine, another coworker who travels a lot, she traveled to Ghana and brought back this beautiful, um, fabric and had it for a couple of months. And she's like, well, Chandrell, since I know that you sew, I'm going to give you this fabric because I know you'll do something with it before I will. And so I was like, oh, okay. When I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, this is gorgeous. I got to make something. I don't know what. I got to make something. And so um, it popped in my head to do a skirt, a maxi skirt, because those were in at that point in time. And so um, I made a maxi skirt out of it. Um, and this was just me playing around with it and all that kind of stuff. And then um, my best friend, came over, saw me working on it, and she was like, if you make that my size, I will wear it and try to get more orders and stuff for you. That's beautiful. I would definitely wear that that mm-hmm. skirt. And for me, that that was like the stamp of approval that it was great because she's, you know, worked in the model industry. She's modeled. Mm-hmm. She's taught modeling and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, 
oh yes, most definitely I'm making this for you. <laughs> Honey, please wear it. And <laughs> when she did, it was like that brought in more people. She wore it to work. I had co her co-workers calling me, asking me to make shirts for her. I posted it on Facebook and had a plethora of people calling me to make skirts for them. And um, and that's also how I got started with getting into fashion shows around the Atlanta area because one of the um, women who I made a skirt for, she was a fashion show producer. And mm -hmm. she asked me to... Um, to do a collection for her show. And at that point in time, I ain't never did a collection. I'm just making skirts. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. this, this is per order for people who call me. And so she was like, no, I need you to create a collection and I need you to showcase it in my show. So that's what got me jump started into doing fashion shows and everything like that. And I think like over the course of four years, mm -hmm. um, I was in, I think I was featured in like 25 different fashion shows, traveled to um, Orlando and um, Birmingham and South Carolina doing shows and then got invited to do a show in London, um, but didn't quite make it, <laughs> didn't quite make it, but we go, we, we go pray. That that opportunity come back and that I will be set and ready to go um, yes. when that opportunity do come back. But yeah, it will. It will keep mm -hmm. speaking. Mm -hmm. Keep putting it, it into existence. That's right. Speaking into existence. Speak it into yes. existence. Uh, how long have you been in business for yourself now? So officially, Drell Nicole Inc. has been up and running for about eight going on nine years now. Okay, going on nine years. So we're just gonna say nine years. So you yeah, started we'll uh, 2013. Yes. Okay. All right. And so which one is the real you or is it a combination? I'm looking at your picture on your website. She looks like she uh -huh. has attitude. But I see your avatar mm -hmm. has this cute little smile. <laughs> Who's the real you? <laughs> it's, it's, okay. So when it comes to fashion, mm -hmm. um, that is the the one that you said that has the attitude. That is me when it comes to fashion, mm -hmm. um, because that's my you know I really have a passion for fashion. Seriously, um, okay. not trying to say the little cliche saying, but yes, mm, that's um, fine. Speak you. So when it comes to me, how I dress, how I present myself to people, mm -hmm. I make sure that I'm on par every time. You know, and okay. that's just that's just me. Um, because that's what I love to do. I love to dress. That's pretty much how I kind of built my self-esteem is through fashion, which is why mm. I'm also offering the styling services for other people because I know how that helps me. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the little cutesy, um, uh, what you call the avatar, because that was originally like going to be my first logo. Well, no, my second logo. And I still use it. Um, mm -hmm. I just somebody to draw um, a picture of me. So as far as me personally, I'm, I'm the cute, 
little avatar just talking to me, getting to know me. Um, but when it comes to fashion, mm-hmm. I, I turn it on and I'm like, I'm the fierce diva. I'm the, I'm your fave designer with the colorful hair. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I'm always you. wearing colorful hair, love color, like I said, and mm-hmm. I make sure that my hair is, I'm, like right now I'm just really drawn to red. So you will always see me in something red. Okay. So before I know you got to do a hard stop at eight thirty. So before you go, two things. Okay. My first question is: if you can tell your younger self, if you can speak to your younger self, and knowing what you know today, and being in the fashion industry, what would you tell yourself? And secondly, um, I want you to pretty much just do a recap, give all your information of the business. Okay. So what I would tell my younger self as far as the fashion business and industry, I would tell myself to keep going. Don't stop just because this one little situation didn't work out doesn't mean that you need to stop and give up. Um, And I would also tell myself to make sure that I um, come in contact with the correct people um who are very knowledgeable about the business and let allow them to guide me instead of me jumping head first into something because that's what I usually do. I will jump, I get so excited and be like, woo, I'm about to do it. That's what I'm mm-hmm. doing right now. Yeah. Um that's what I would tell my younger self would be, you know, make sure that I surround myself by people with people who are already in the industry and allow them to guide me and um and then to oh and also to go back and actually finish um taking lessons um at school because I actually mm-hmm. went to school for a short period of time, but due to my full time job I couldn't stay. So um okay. I would definitely say for me to um finish school because I pr- I'm pretty much self taught. Um hmm. and then so you're, as far you're gifted. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 you're gifted. Self-taught and gifted. I, yeah, Say and it. then plus, you Claim know, it. yes, in. I am gifted. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm definitely gifted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, and it it runs in the family, you know. As mm-hmm. far as sewing is concerned, um, it's definitely in the family. From my grandmother teaching me how to sew by hand, my mom she knows how to sew, but she's more into upholstery and stuff like that. Um, with my aunt who taught me how to use the sewing machine um like it's definitely in the family um so it was bound it was bound to hit one of us mm-hmm. one of me of my siblings and it just had to be me um and then as far as my business um so um you can definitely follow me on facebook and instagram at drill nicole inc um, okay. I, I'm definitely getting into doing like these styling reels and um, putting out content like that on my um, social media sites. If you are interested in having something custom made with um, African prints or anything in particular, because I don't just do African prints, but that's my that's my calling. That's what I feel like, you know, that's what I love to do. Um, 
you can um, definitely go to my website, um, drillnicole.com, and um, fill out the contact me information. Or you can call me at 678-250-3159. And we can definitely get started on your custom piece. All right, Especially that number again is 678-250-3159. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Especially around uh, um, Black History Month and uh, Juneteenth is coming up. So definitely everybody look out yes. for that and reach out to her. Yes, yes, please. And then also October is um, National Dashiki Month. So you can oh. reach out to me for your specially made dashikis too. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You got to think <laughs> of something. <laughs> he put me on something with that. Yes, that. yes. Well, Miss <clears throat> Haney, it has been a pleasure uh, speaking, breaking word with you this morning. Thank you for uh, yawning and getting on with us this morning, making us yes, your, uh, cu- you. your cup of tea, along with your coffee, whatever it is you're going to have this morning. Um, yes. And we look forward to speaking with you again when you have more time to break word with us, because I would like to know, you know, things like what inspired what inspired you to even do this in the first place. You know, it seems like it was your calling from from day one. You know, when you step foot on this earth, it seems like it was your calling. And yes, you you I, I'm, I love the fact that you would tell others to finish school. Right. To do this as well, mm-hmm. you know, who are coming in to do this, because what you're doing is you're still, although you didn't complete your education, you still know that education is the best thing for us. So right. I appreciate exactly. you bringing that out and um, driving, driving, you know, young, uh, young fashion designers that in that direction as well. And we wish you nothing but the best going forward. And based upon what I see Thank on your website, you, you got it going on. So Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I so think you're much. gonna be hearing you'll be hearing from at least one of us on this uh, podcast. Okay, real soon, <laughs> real soon. <laughs> real soon. I see a couple. Yes, of well, I will definitely be ready. I will be ready for you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Anything else you want to tell us before you leave us? Um. Yes. Make sure you put God first. Keep Him um, the head of your life. And everything will be all right. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Love you. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That was awesome, my brother. That was awesome. That was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, got a lot, you know, for a short period of time. So yeah, yeah, couldn't get into a lot of the things that we wanted to wanted to get in, but we got into quite a bit. Quite a yeah, bit. we can, like you said, we can always have her back and get the more questions answered. I know she had a hard stop; she had to go. Yeah, but it was it was good to to get some of the information, especially her website information. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can definitely uh, take a look at that and got a couple. I got a couple ideas riding in my head right now that, that definitely for the gospel truth we can. Mm. You can roll with. Yes, didn't think about that. The bull with a dashiki. While he pulled the train. <laughs> I got a couple ideas. Oh, in my man. Head, man. I know you always talk about me. Where do you get this idea for the bull <laughs> pulling the train. train? Right, right. I don't know where it came from, but uh, we sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> you and this train. <laughs> but you know, I, like seriously, I have a, like, a couple ideas. 
mm-hmm. it's floating in my head, then uh, she can definitely bring it to life. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Definitely bring it to life. And just sitting here thinking about all the guests that we had on, mm-hmm. uh, man, I would love to do an opportunity, especially business, a pop-up shop with all of them and all of them start networking with each other. Yeah, that would be that, awesome. That would be awesome. That would be so awesome. I'm yeah. putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. Hey, hey, and you know what? You when you put it out there, I'm gonna follow you. So I'm cool with that. that. Yes, sir. I'm cool with that, man. So uh now we'll go ahead and jump into a couple other things, I guess. How was your uh weekend, by the way? It was um it was good, man. I, um I wanted to start my garden back up. Mm-hmm. So I started it back up, man. So I planted it. I actually went to Lowe's, <clears throat> went and got some couple things and a couple things and seeds I actually had. So this time I planted red pepper, green pepper, yellow pepper, cayenne pepper, some other peppers. I don't even know. Mm, okay. Okay. I did yeah. some mustard greens, I think. I did some spinach. Man, I did some bib lettuce. I already got some romaine lettuce. I just added two more. Romaine lettuce. Um, I got some tomatoes. I actually got some beans this time. Mm-hmm. So and some spinach. So I'm gonna add some more stuff to it, man. And I got some stuff in pots, and add some more mint. I didn't need more mint, but I added some more mint. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. Other than that, planting and repotting stuff that was cool and. Um, assisted, helped my wife. Well, I don't know if I helped, but went to the store. She had to, her sister has a food truck and she does the desserts for it. So she had to make a, okay. Okay. Yeah. She had to make 150 cupcakes, uh, for her catering business. And then today she has to make a cake for somebody. So, and this is the, well, I'm going to say it's just, it's a pound cake. Uh, she really does good in pound cakes Mm -hmm. and banana puddings, original. The authentic banana pudding, not with the chestnut cookies. She does the her own meringue on it. So yeah, so it's like the old fashioned, yeah, um, banana pudding. So she does it. But other okay. than that, man, it was, it was relaxing. What about yours? Oh, uh, <laughs> I spent two hours. Uh, I, I need new glasses. I spent two hours. And uh, I hate to put it out there, spent two hours in lens crafters, mm-hmm. right? Found the glasses that I wanted as far as the frame is concerned. I had my exam some weeks ago. So, you know, my wife and I are thinking sensibly that since the only thing I did was I just went to a different lens crafters location, mm-hmm. they should be able to pull, us, pull me up in the system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, we got to contact them and have them fax over your information. Okay, so <laughs> that took twenty minutes, which you just explained to me not too long ago. That's your that's your time limit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that took about twenty minutes. Been then, out. then the next hour and a half or so took them uh, getting everything together because the internet is slower than molasses rolling uphill. Mm-mm. Ridiculous, and so that's what actually took me so long. But here is what got me. Here's what got me. It wasn't wasn't that. It was actually the night before. Mm-hmm. So I watched a movie. It's an old movie too, but I've never seen it. I've never watched it. I have the DVD. Just never <laughs> sat down and watched it. 
<laughs> you know, not now, of course, you know, with all of the different streaming platforms, I don't even buy DVDs anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> 12 Years a Slave. Never watched it before. Watched it for the first time Friday night. <laughs> that pause you hear is just because of that. I am speechless. How in the world? I mean, at one moment, this man is sitting down having dinner with two guys that he just finished gigging with. Because literally, that's what he was doing. He's a mu- he's a musician. Mm-hmm. Solomon Northrop, I think, is his last name. Mm-hmm. He's a musician. He's a free man. He lives in Saratoga, New York, with his wife and two children, mm-hmm. son and daughter. I think I believe the daughter is the oldest of the two. So as I'm sitting down watching the movie, I'm looking up to see if there is, you know, if there's a book. So I look up, I find that there's a book, same name. The book, according to the uh, the write up that it has regarding the book, the book is even more graphic than the movie. Mm. And I have to tell you, the movie is pretty graphic. Mm-hmm. And at one moment, this this man is sitting down having dinner with these two men who invited him, who actually asked for his services to come and play with them. Again, this man plays the violin and he's an excellent violinist and he's educated. He seems to be well to do. And he's sitting down with these two men having dinner. And I knew something was, I knew it was coming. I just didn't know how when he starts drinking his wine and they're sitting there laughing and talking. And he's sitting there sipping on his wine. And whenever he takes a sip of his wine, both of them are looking at him with, you know, with to say, as if to say, when is this going to take effect? Mm-hmm. So you knew, you, you could see that they had done something to the wine. That's obvious, mm-hmm. right? And you know what's coming <laughs> because you, you, you've you heard about it coming up. I saw you know what's coming, and but he doesn't. So everybody in the room knows what's coming to this black man but him. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, next thing, when he wakes up, he's in chains. And he's not just in chains. He's in chains for the next 12 years of his life. By the time he is actually freed, and guess what it took to get him free? It was something very simple. It took 12 years to get him free. But by the time he is freed, his daughter is now married with child. Mm. His son is, if not, be, if not a man, is becoming a man. Mm, mm, mm. And all you know what he, you know what he was. Literally, the man was a slave simply because he was black. And this is the time that the time. This is actually before the Civil War, when this takes place. And I'm looking at this, and I'm amazed. Now, the next morning I wake up, I flip on the TV, and normally, if I flip on the TV on a Saturday morning, I go straight to sports, right? I'll go to uh, ESPN. Mm -hmm. So on ESPN, it's E60, I think it was on. And I think, I don't know exactly what they were doing. I wasn't really paying attention to it. But I think they were doing like a recap of things that have happened uh, years past (coughs) for whatever reason. And they went, they were talking about the conflict that the NBA was having with China in 2019 when the general manager of the uh, Houston Rockets at the time He's no longer the GM there now, 
but the GM at that time, Daryl Moray, Moria, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering up his last name. So I apologize for that. He, um, he made comments about the, China, the Chinese government and the way they uh, restrict their people, if you will. And I'm thinking, and then also, too, I'm thinking, well, what about the freaking country you live in? Now, this is fresh after watching 12 Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then I'm thinking mm-hmm. about you, too, because I remember going down the stairs while I'm watching the stairs, and I remember uh, thinking about you. I'm like, that damn, <laughs> <laughs> that damn Antonio, right? I. But you got to tell him why. You got to tell him why. Because you... <laughs> Because when we have these discussions, and I come off of this this optimist optimal this optimistic view, that's what I'm trying to say. I have this optimistic view of life and where we can go with things, and you always find a way to shoot me down. Right? <laughs> you don't even plant. At least you don't you don't sabotage me. You know you don't plant my tree, water it or anything like that, and then chop it down. I do all of that myself. I plant my tree. I watered it. I'm like, okay, you ready, bro? Because this is this is about to happen. Huh. Not so fast. That's what, <laughs> just, that's what you do. Just chop it down. Yeah, just you just chop it. it down. I appreciate the truth that you share with me, and uh, but I'm tripping on this country. How we can be? I'm sorry, because I, I, I refuse to accept that. This country, how it can be so damn hypocritical. Mm-hmm. You know, you're ready to call out. Russia for what they're doing in Ukraine, and I'm not. I'm not going into the rights and wrongs of what Russia is doing. I'm not going into that. But how can you pluck, pluck out or talk about the speck in your brother's eye when you have a plank in your own? Mm-hmm. But it's known for that, <clears throat> and it's sad. Notoriously it's sad. known for that. The sad part about it is, we as in it's two two things I'm gonna say. We as a human race forget that we as black people truly forget. Because for some reason, we have this uh, forgiving spirit. I don't know why. And we have this so forgiving spirit. And then they also want us to have this so forgetful spirit. Um, I I, I never understood why. Mm -hmm. But but unfortunately, we do. Well, it's always our curse. That's that's always a hindrance. To me, it's a hindrance for us. I, I do believe in forgiveness. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not going to sit here and, and, and agree with you completely on that. Here's what I understand where you're coming from. To me, I do, again, I do believe in forgiveness, but I also believe that when you forgive, the one that you're forgiving should also be apologetic or repentant. Hmm. Don't get me wrong. I believe in forgiveness too, um, mm-hmm. but I believe in forgiveness, and I ain't gonna forget. So I won't turn down that same street again, mm-hmm. just expecting to see a different result. Mm-hmm. And I don't be personally. I'm not big on the whole repentance and all that stuff mm-hmm. because people are people. People are gonna do what they're gonna do. They'll say, and we already know our country is known for that. They'll say, oh, I'm sorry to certain people or certain things, but behind your back, they're going to do what they're going to do. Unfortunate truth, brother. Unfortunate truth. Um, I'm going to just say this last thing about the 12 years of slave, and then I'm going to move on. We'll move on. Uh, so at the end of the movie, he's finally freed, right? And I don't think I'm 
putting out a spoiler and everything because I'm probably the last person to see this this movie. Um, <clears throat> there was this man that he meets, and he tell, the man asked him, "You don't sound like a typical slave." Now, of course, this is a white man he's talking to. You don't sound like a typical slave. And so he asked him to tell him about himself. And he said, if I do, you won't believe me. Because he's been through, he's been down this road before. Mm-hmm. You know, and he has learned from uh, one of the first slaves he met. He has learned the more they know that you know, the more trouble, the more danger you're putting yourself in. Mm-hmm. In other words, knowledge is power. And they understand that. So the more powerful you are because of your knowledge, the more dangerous you are to them. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do their best to put their foot on your throat. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised, to be honest with you, that they hadn't killed him long before all this. True. true. But what I'm thinking is they saw the value in how they could use him. And I'm talking about every single slave master he had. You know, mm-hmm. they were looking for ways that they could use and benefit from him mm-hmm. before they actually killed him. That's what I saw. But so he tells this man who he is, where he comes from, and he asks this man for one thing. He asks this man to write him a, write a letter for him and where, where to send it to. And it was only, as far as I'm concerned, it's God, God's act. That, that letter reached its destination, and the people he needed came and got him. Mm-hmm. Now, the unfortunate part is that was just one person mm-hmm. out of many slaves that he left now, here's the saddest part about the movie. At the end, he actually files a lawsuit against the people who actually caused all of this to begin with. They were found not guilty, of course. And that's why you want to get reparations right there. Because <laughs> they're going to be found not guilty. <laughs> and I wish you wouldn't laugh at that. No, but it's a sad <laughs> truth. <laughs> I really wish you wouldn't laugh at that, but you are correct. It's a it's sad, a sad truth. truth. And it's, it's even worse, a sad reality. It is. You know, the, this country can be so hypocritical. It's ridiculous. They give everybody else everything and skip us, but then they have, to have a high expectation of what we should do and how we should help them. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's funny, man. Yeah, that's a nigga please moment. Yeah, it's, it's funny to me because we still, and we don't see it as a people, we fall right back into what they want us. And it's not a problem. We have no true leadership. And the leadership that we do have, they all want money. Nobody cares nothing more about the people. It's all about the almighty dollar. Yes, sir. And then, and then it'll come to the people. When it becomes people first and money later, Snoop Dogg, I was listening to a, <coughs> excuse me, I listened to him interview on um, Drink Champs. Mm-hmm. And he was saying he know he bought Death Row and everything. And he mm-hmm. says, I'm going to make sure the old CEO, whoever, the guy who helped start Death Row, get paid. He said, I'm going to go back and help pay um, Warren G because he didn't get paid. And he said, I'm going to help everybody who got paid, who didn't get paid, and I'm going to worry about me later. That speaks volume. I mean, even though right now he's, he's, he's set, he's been set for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, yeah. But that but tells for- you about who he is, though, because yeah. you know, we live in a society that believes enough is never enough. Right. So now if you if you take somebody who say, you know what, I'm set. I'm gonna worry about mm-hmm. me later. I'm gonna make sure my people, my people get what they supposed to get and they're supposed to have. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna let nobody buy me off. I'm not gonna let nobody silence me. But the unfortunate part too, 
is our people <laughs> they forget. They so easily forgiven and so forgetful. They forget and, easily. And, and you know what? Not to change the subject, but mm-hmm. I want Snoop on here. I want Snoop on here. You know why? Yeah. Because I just got to believe it would be fun talking to that brother. Yeah, yeah. He has a lot else. of... I would like to have... Honestly, I would like to have him and Master P. And mm-hmm. offer just true knowledge. Knowledge of self and a knowledge of, of, of our people. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. So y'all heard it here. So if y'all know how to reach them, please. And if they hear us, please reach out to us. Snoop and uh, Master P. So yes, I'm looking sir. forward. I would love to have those two brothers on. But yeah. you're right. But um, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know he purchased uh, Death Row. Yeah, he purchased Death Row, man. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's, it's, it, we can go on about that for a long time. But, man, it's just our people, my people. Yeah. My people. But other than that, man, so did you ever get your glasses? <laughs> Here's the horrific part. Well, you know they don't they don't have them. They never have them ready because you got to get your prescription, your specific yeah. lenses, and things of that nature. So here's the scary part. And I asked when she told me. She said uh, you should because she asked how I prefer to be you know receive communication. So I said text is fine. So she says, well, we'll be texting you in about a week or two, right? So I'm thinking, and I, it just came out. Do I have to come back? <laughs> so she said, <laughs> she said yes. And yeah. so for me, because of the location, that's a weekend. So my wife said, don't worry, we'll come out early, you know, early and get it over with. So I said, okay. You know, some of these companies are so antiquated, man. If I can go online and take a picture of my eyes, send you the prescription and everything, you, they measure them, mm-hmm. and they can get them to me in a week. What, what's the difference? Right. That's a- <laughs> right. In 2022. In 2022. <laughs> that is hilarious, man. But other than that, man, it was um, an eventful weekend. You know, got to spend uh, the whole day basically with the missus. Cool. So, had fun with that. That cool. was, uh, you know, and I, I don't know what's going on with me, but I've gotten, you could not have me out like that and not have me catch an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, we could just, like, freaking two hours up in here. What the, what the hell? <laughs> right? <laughs> and now I've gotten... Okay, we just spent two hours up in here. All right, where are we going now? Yeah. So, I don't know what's going on, but I guess I've calmed down a little bit. You're not wrong with that, so, man. <clears throat> I'm trying to finish up my DIY project out there, man. It fell down. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, I plan, you now have inspired me. You told me the easiest thing to get started with is kale. Mm-hmm. And I got the missus on board, so she's going to be working with me. Yeah. Start, uh, you know, start my own little vegetable garden. Man, yeah, I wish I could teach and help everybody do it, man. Yeah. I was listening yeah, I think, to... Uh, I think I'm going to enjoy it. I think I'm really going to enjoy it's it. It's very therapeutic. I was listening to this one guy, and he was saying, if you know how to plant, then you have the power. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and I was thinking about that. I was like, man, yeah. So with that being said, I took a couple of seeds, which I never did before. I mm-hmm. usually go to Home Depot or um, Lowe's and almost done, you mm-hmm. know, trying to get to maturing and um, maintain them. But this year I did it from a seed. Some of them I did from seeds. Mm-hmm. And I did a couple of little tricks and stuff that I've seen online. And when I seen the results of the sprout come out or the root come out, I was impressed with myself. And uh, I was like, okay, I got this. 
And mm-hmm. but I, I, it really helped me understand even more when the guy said, "Whoever know how to plant, you know, past power, which make a lot of sense." So wait, let me ask you, since since we're on the subject, mm-hmm. what inspired you to start doing this? Um, honestly, mm-hmm. uh. Just seeing how the world is moving, and okay. a lot of uh, a lot of things that's happening, for us, uh, a lot of cancer that's being done out here, and it's in the food mm-hmm. uh, that I've been seeing. And then that's one. And then the other thing, I just wanted to try something different. I wanted to just see something grow. Okay. And honestly, and I tell anybody, half the stuff I got growing, I don't eat, but I just want to see it grow. So I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a person. Something very funny. I'm a, very, I'm a person that I like to see things, right? Uh-huh. So, like I tell you all the time, I just want to see it, or I'm just interested. So, if, if it's something interesting, I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it. And okay. you, you have my attention. I love animals and I love nature, so mm-hmm. this has my attention. <laughs> so, and so watch this stuff grow. So I'll grow this stuff and then give it away. I will eat this stuff. Yeah, I just learned that recently about you. You're a, a very picky eater. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, half the stuff you grow in your garden, hey, yeah, I'll eat that, I'll eat that, I'll eat that. I'm cool with it. You, on the other hand, nah, I ain't eat that. You're not going to eat it. Right. <laughs> you know where it came from? It came from your garden. Yeah. You know, yeah. but hey, you know, everybody's different. Yeah. So let me ask you another question <laughs> since uh, I feel like now I'm interviewing you. Go let, ahead. Let, let's let the world get to know you for a little bit. Why you get a little bit? Okay. <laughs> All right. What <laughs> I'm looking forward to answering this question. What do people misunderstand about you the most? Uh, I think I, <laughs> I think it all depends on who you are and in, in my circle. Mm-hmm. Or what do you mean? We, or how we grew up? Or how I grew up, I should say. So some family members may see me as this um, this just one dimensional person and keep me in this in a box of how I grew up and never see me mature into the person I am today. So they just see me as this um, knucklehead, not knucklehead, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say knucklehead, but more just a strict person. Mm-hmm. And I don't listen to nobody. I do what I want to do, which is true, in a <laughs> sense. I do listen. I do listen, but mm-hmm. I pick out what I want. And I'm not as, as strict as I was, you know, especially in my younger years. Yeah, uh, but I think that's a misconception. And now, when you say strict, what do you mean? Like raising my kids, they, I was very strict. My older boys, I was very strict in how I wanted things done, mm-hmm. and. um not just fall into, um, not fall into society and how society see things. Even when it, I grew up in, I told you in the um, Christian household, mm-hmm. right? And so my mm-hmm. daddy was a preacher, my uncle was a preacher. Later on, my aunt became a preacher, my granddaddy. So I grew up like that, and it was very, not necessarily strict, but it's this baby, basically, this biblical type of household. Because mm-hmm. your mother, she grew up in the church as well, I'm sure. Yeah, right? and my, my grandfather yeah. was a, a minister. Okay. And my mom and my dad on his side, they went to church every day. For me, 
as I got older and I just kind of seeking things out for myself, I kind of changed, right? I just did things I wanted to do. So I'm mm-hmm. no longer that, that <laughs> I don't have the same views as a lot of my family members have. So and that and that's when I say strict, and they they have those same views today, and I feel differently because to me, things have evolved, and I think we in a more information age. And if you don't want to go out here and research for yourself, then that's on you. So mm-hmm. and that's on them. So I think that's a misconception. Uh, also, that I don't care. I do care. <laughs> <laughs> I do care, but mm-hmm. depends depends on who you are, where you fall in line with me. Mm-hmm. My caring goes less, right? Okay. Um, so, but I do care, and but once you get me to the point where I don't care, I I literally don't care. And if you cross me, then you know I, I really don't care. Understood. Understood. So, I'm one of those people. Like, so if <laughs> if I see you in your tire flat and I don't like you, I'm, I'm, I'm not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to warn you. I'm not stopping. <sighs> I see. I see. One we at least call for help. I'm not. Why would I call for help? That's your problem. Oh boy. This is how I am. It's like I see one dude. He was he oh, needed help boy. pushing. He needed help pushing his car. And I was mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, I was like, man, I think, you know, like the human side. I was like, let me go help this young young dude push his car. Yeah. His pants were holding, falling down. I said, now how in the hell he gonna push a car? This man, he got no belt on. You too old for that. I said, you can push it by yourself. You'll get it. Oh God. And then one day I was coming home, I seen another older man who's pushing his car, trying to get his car in the driveway. I hopped out the car and helped him out. So it all depends how I see you. <laughs> <laughs> and like I tell people, so I would oh, say it depends on what headspace I'm in, right? So <laughs> well, how I, how I, I see I things. Say, I have to say, this half of the gospel truth really appreciates your honesty. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. I think you're funny at times, but Lord, I appreciate your honesty. Because here's the scary part about your honesty. You ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> this is who you are. Yeah. This but is who you are. I tell you, you that all the time. I tell you uh-huh. when we out, right? When I tell you, man, I ain't gonna do all that. No, that's right. Crazy. I'm honest about it. I yeah, want you yeah. to yes, you know who I am. So you won't expect nothing different. Oh my God. You're killing me. You're killing me. Um, (laughs) so, okay, so you're saying that, okay, I asked you about what people misunderstand about you the most. Now, one of the problems that you, you admitted to having, I think is a normal problem. You know, your family who've known you, you know, all your life, they still look at you as that same child that was, you know, running through the church, acting a fool or whatever, you know, a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. As they say, preachers' kids can be the mo- can be the worst, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people don't recognize that you've grown up and become a man. Right? Not mm-hmm. only are you a man, but you're responsible. You know, you're you're a family man. You're married with now with four sons. Mm-hmm. So here's a question I've always wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. You said earlier that you were strict. That's mm-hmm. with your uh, your older two boys. Mm-hmm. Are you still strict now? Mm-hmm. With your younger two, or <laughs> have you leaned back a little bit, right? Because I can't imagine. You know, my dad wasn't strict at all, really, when we were growing up. Me and my sisters, when we were growing, up. he was he was the easy parent, if you will, right? <laughs> it was my mom. She was she was the strict parent, or or at least maybe not strict. I would say, but I would say more the disciplinarian, 
She wasn't really strict, but she was a disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. There were certain things you could get away with, you know, if if you could possibly squeak by, you could get away, especially if she sleep. That's when mm-hmm. you really could get away with stuff. Mm-hmm. And with my dad, the bad thing about my dad was you go to him, yeah, you got to check with your mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you really couldn't, you know, play the two against each other. Mm-hmm. But what would you do different now? What do you do different now with your younger sons versus your older sons? I'm not too much different, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest. And I'm, I'm like all of the parents in one. Um, so I was just, that man said, I don't want to say strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, just how I grew up and I just saw a lot of things and how the world is. I just, and having young black boys, I saw, th- I see things differently. Mm-hmm. And I was, a, I'm a disciplinary and all that, right? Mm-hmm. But I've calmed down a lot because when I had my older boys, I was in my early teens and 20s, right? Yeah. So you had me when I was fresh. Right, so right. now militant. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think now, like my older boys, they didn't get to play with guns, um, like little toy guns, like little guns like that. They didn't get to play with them. Okay, I didn't want them in the house because that's how I grew up. Because not understanding guns, and that was because of my own my own experience. Not even experience, with my own knowledge of lack of knowledge and how I grew up. So now my younger boys, they get to play with guns and all this stuff. Uh, around the house and that's different i'm um, still strict still um uh, laid back i don't like a lot of noise um so they know not to make a lot of noise they get too crunk they already know yeah. i'm gonna say something uh my older boys the same way they know how i am and then now they kind of the same way too they don't like a lot of noise go calm that down <laughs> you're doing too much right because i feel like if you're doing too much then you, you, you you uh, sparking other things that can potentially happen. Okay. Okay. So the difference is I'm not as uh I'm not gonna say that. Uh, I'm always on ten. Um <laughs> <laughs> He ain't lying, people. He ain't lying, people. He ain't lying. He's always at ten. <laughs> I'm always on ten. I just seem laid back, but I'm I can be at ten in a minute. I just Depends on what it is. <laughs> All right. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Yeah, do that. Uh, <laughs> if you could have coffee with any historical figure of your choosing, who would it be? Man, if any historical figure. Mm-hmm. Ah, man. I'm going to tell you. Give me one sec. Sure. And I know it already. I'm going to say Bill Pickett. Okay, explain to the um, to the audience who that is, please. Bill Pickett was uh, <laughs> was one of the first cowboys, um, black cowboys. Okay, and um, and the reason I say Bill Pickett, mm-hmm. just I wanted to see how where he was. Um, And how he felt about um, this, how can I say it'd be nice, Caucasian people. Okay. And how okay. being treated and being called certain things in a, in a time period of where the West was, was wide open. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, I'm not going to say they, um, they wasn't um, racist. Um, are discriminatory where it was wide open and everything could be you know 
open to open for grabs for anybody at that point. Okay. You know, one of his names was the Dusky Demon. The Dusky Demon. Wow. Isn't that something? I, I, wonder, who gave, I wonder who gave him that name. Right where we already know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, so that's, that's uh, I know it sounds crazy. I know a lot of people may look into it. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think I will, that's for me. What about yourself? Uh, for me, historical figure that I would like to sit down and have have coffee with. Uh, let's see. The musician in me would want to sit down and have a conversation with Prince. Yeah. But uh, other than that, outside of musicians, because there's a host of musicians I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with. I would love to sit down and talk with Herbie Hancock. Mm. And, and But I'm going I'm to give you my historical figure in a moment, but let me talk about Herbie Hancock. Mm-hmm. In my in my view, he's a genius, musical genius. Mm-hmm. And this is why I say this. There are certain musicians when you listen to them, certain artists when you listen to them, you know who they are, right, without them being announced. You know a Miles Davis horn when you hear it, mm-hmm. right? You know a Michael Jackson song when you hear his voice. You know a Prince guitar riff when you hear it. Herbie Hancock, when I hear him, even John Coltrane, I know his horn. When I hear him blow, when Miles Davis is playing, I'm sorry, when Herbie Hancock is playing outside of very familiar songs like Rocket, outside of those tunes, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know when you're actually hearing Herbie Hancock. And to me, that is genius. He is simply able to switch songs, switch styles, rather, switch genres, even. And you won't know it's him until you check the credits. Mm. To me, that's genius. Yeah. You know, he and he knows he has musical sensitivity. He knows how to lay back and play whatever it is he's playing and be in a pocket, if you will. And he knows how to stand out. When, right. And he knows when his time is to stand out. That, you know, that's a musical sensitivity that you can't necessarily teach. It has to be learned and then it has to be respected by the right. particular artist that's doing it, knowing when to step forward, knowing when to stand, stand back and just do your part. And I love that about him. With his music, you can relax, you can meditate even, and you can jam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, his, when, when Rocket hit the, hit the radio waves, mm-hmm. we, thought it was a new, we thought it was a new hip-hop song. You know, we were kids <laughs> when this came out. And so we're looking for this song, we're waiting for the next hit, uh, Herbie Hancock album, and all of a sudden it's a jazz album. Wow. What? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, and, and that for me has always been, uh, he's always been this mystic, this mystical musical genius to me. But the the outside of music, the person I would want to sit down and have coffee with would be mm-hmm. Malcolm X. That would be and, an interesting conversation. Yes. And here's the thing that always um, mesmerized me about Malcolm X. Reading his autobiography, you see this metamorphosis he goes from being this thug he winds up going to prison and then you see this transformation yeah and then when he learns the truth after making the pilgrimage to mecca uh, you see another person that morphoses that metamorphosizes if you will right and that to me is amazing and he was the perfect example of someone seeking the truth Mm -hmm. you know seeking the truth and then looking to become better and that's what has always amazed me about him. 
And I love that. I simply love that. So if I, yes, if I could, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with him. Now, outside of Malcolm X, picking someone that's still here with us, that's easy. Barack Obama. Uh, and I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, Barack Obama. All I knew day. you was going to say that. And that's why, I, that's why I didn't go with... Because <laughs> I'm reading his book right now. And I also <clears> read <throat> um, Becoming by Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Now, with Michelle Obama, when you... When you now, just so um, clear, I do audiobooks. So when I, when I listen to Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama, it's like she's sitting there talking with you. Mm-hmm. And she brings you into her life from her childhood up until present day, mm-hmm. where Barack, he's not detailed with his personal life. But when he gets into his political life, mm-hmm. and his, or should I say his political career, he is very detailed. And so you learn, like, you know what it's like to ride in the beast. You know what it's like to be in Air Force One. Uh, you know that Air Force One now, the, 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 it, the current plane, there's two, there's two of them. And they've been in service for twenty for the last twenty two years, mm. you know. And so you kind of know what it's like to be on it, although you haven't been on it. That's how detailed he is. Right. He tells you everything that went on when he was trying to get uh, Obamacare passed. You know who he had to fight with, and it's just he. That's when he really gets personal with you, and he puts you down. And he sits you down and talks directly to you. So mm. I love that about him. You know, the contrast between he and Michelle. And I don't get the impression at all that he doesn't value his personal life with Michelle and his children as much as he loves his political life. But I think that he that's what I think what he was thinking. This is what people really want to know about. So this is what I'm going to share with them. And then also, too, their backgrounds are different. Like Michelle, she grew up with mom and dad in the house and mom and dad was together until until dad passed. Right. And so Barack didn't grow up with a family like that. He was raised by his grandmother. Mm -hmm. Father was gone. Mother was gone. I was out and about doing whatever. And and I'm probably misquoting that part. So I forgive me on that. Before you go forward, though. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. I would love to know more about that situation with his mother. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. Mm -hmm. The dad got such uh, a bad rap from everybody oh the day oh he's fatherless but he, he like his like his mom was 100 so i i, I would love to hear mm, no no mom wasn't 100 yeah. it was that's grandma why said, yeah. that's why i said i would love to know more because the dad got such a bad rap um because and for one he a black man that's how i see it uh-huh I, exactly exactly uh, but nobody ever said nothing about the precious little the little lady Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we all know why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh yeah, mom wasn't there. It was grandma. Yeah. It was grandma. And still he doesn't go into a lot of detail about it though. And I don't know if it's because maybe he in his previous books that he's written, because this is the mm-hmm. first book I've read by him. Oh okay. I don't know if it's if that's the reason, but I would just love to sit down and have a conversation with him. Because there's such a contrast in their backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so when they come together, because mm-hmm. Michelle goes into detail about it, she wanted, she wanted from her husband what she got from mom and dad. She wanted husband to be in the house every day. Now what, and Barack didn't necessarily see it that way, but he came around and started to understand. And one of the things I didn't like, and this is not directed at um, former President Obama, but this is really directed at society. When Barack Obama is in office, all of a sudden, they're acting like a uh, society, that is. 
that we've never seen a black man do this before, right? Uh, he's such a family-oriented man. No, we've never seen that. Eh? <laughs> right. My. Yeah. But every day he makes it. He makes sure that he's home in the White House to see to tuck his children in at night. I ain't never seen that before. Right. <laughs> oh my God, that's the only thing that really ticked me off. You know, but, but I like think, I said, it wasn't directed at him. Yeah, I think know? it was more society and and how society saw us, and we mm-hmm. as black people knew it, but it's mm-hmm. how society saw us. But now for me, you know, who I would want to talk to in today's time, and I know. Somebody may say it's typical of me, but I would want to mm-hmm. talk to Louis Farrakhan. Okay. I'm not mad at you for that. And if That's anybody, sure, I'm sure that would be a very interesting conversation. If anybody knew he was actually a musician, he was a violinist. Yes. And a singer. And a singer. And a singer, yes. And That's right. Before he even became uh who he is today. And I would love just to conversate with him because the man has so much knowledge. From mm-hmm. back then to now, yes, man, come on. and he's been. If you talk about Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, he's mm-hmm. been through so many different presidents to where he is now. Yes, that conversation correct. would be a deep conversation. Yes, it would, and it wouldn't be like you know. Sometimes some people get in these rooms and they get nervous. It wouldn't even be an interview. To me, it's like like talking to my granddaddy. Which I never, I never um, experienced. I'm talking to like a great uncle or someone who just have all of this knowledge. And the only thing I want to do is just be a sponge and just get it, mm-hmm. just collect it. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm gonna tell you something else because something you just said about Louis Farrakhan, the number of presidents that he's, you know, he's seen in his lifetime, and you just reminded me of something else I watched uh, during the week. I watched this documentary on JFK. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same director who did the JFK movie, Oliver Stone, also produced this documentary. Uh, after seeing this, it made me think about something. Um, and I apologize because it's not really a positive thing. It's evil. Evil abides. You know, we talk. We talked about why we can't get things accomplished the way we sh- the way we should at this point in time, mm-hmm. in, in this country alone, and it's because the powers that be are simply evil, mm-hmm. and will not allow it. When JFK was assassinated, the world wept. Per the documentary, the president of Egypt or prime minister of Egypt at the time according to his son, went into a state of depression. Do you know when, according to this documentary, when JFK was alive, he was actually negotiating with the Russians. They were at the U.S. and Russia was actually talking about doing a a space exploration um, together. (laughs) Not surprised. And JFK, and guess who it was that was working against him? The CIA. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated, Robert Kennedy made a call to the CIA to ask, did you all have a hand in this? Of course, no. Okay. <laughs> Bruh, it's crazy. It is crazy. So when you... Uh, uh, Bruh, when you, <laughs> this is amazing. 
the country that we live in. This is simply amazing. But they got their finger wagging at some. They got their finger wagging at everybody all day, all day. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right, my brother. <laughs> we have had fun this morning. Had a wonderful guest on. Um, Shandrell Haney, Shandrell Haney, uh, CEO, fashion designer, Drell Nicole Inc. You can find her website and view some of her work at Drell Nicole. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get this website right. I'm sorry. DrellNicole.com. I'm looking at the website right now as we speak. The name of the company again is Drell Nicole Inc. DrellNicole.com is the website. And she says, you're a fave designer with a colorful hair. She has a passion for fashion. Those are her words. I'm quoting. She specializes in Afrocentric pieces and making them modern day. And based upon the work on her website, I kid you not, she is a woman of her word. You can reach her through her website, of course, and you can also reach her at her number, 678-250-3159. She's been in business since 2013, going on nine years. And she, based upon what I see as far as her work is concerned, she is not to be played with. The girl is for real. Did you want to do a recap, my brother? Uh, we can do a recap. We can uh, start off with, uh, you know, always uh, <laughs> mess it up. Our, oh, you always got my back, so I want to go ahead and tell you thank you now because I know it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start with uh, Turnan. If uh-huh. you dream it, they can draw it. All day. And you can reach them on IG. Uh, in this is their uh, Turnan Art Productions, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And then we had the uh, two-time uh, author, right? Two-time book author, uh, Lorraine right. Hopkins, mm-hmm. and she's also a cosmetologist. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and she CEO has... of Kingdom Crown Hair Studios. Yeah, and she also has a catering business as well. And then thirdly, we had Tracy Simpson, which she is a therapist. Mm-hmm. She's uh, personally my therapist. Uh, I call her doctor, but however, she is not a doctor. She would correct me if she was on air. She is a licensed professional counselor, a licensed addiction counselor, and a certified Christian counselor. Mm-hmm. And we also had uh, Trana and uh, London, which mm-hmm. they was actually in LaGrange this weekend of a pop-up shop uh Selling uh, different items or whatnot, and it's the uh, Grace, the Art of Grace, if I'm not mistaken. Touch of Grace, touch of Grace. Yes, the name of the business. Yes, a Touch of Grace, and that particular what makes that business so special to me. The CEO (laughs) is only ten years old. Yes, sir, and has been in business since she was six. Need I say more? Nothing. Okay. I wish. I wish. And then also we had the podiatrist on. Yes, had her on last week. Uh, no, two weeks ago. I'm sorry, had her two on weeks two ago. weeks ago. Yes, that is Doctor Danielle Green Watson. There we go. As you said, I always have you back. That's I always got my back. That's how we do. We we have each other back all day. <laughs> Pull each other off the ledge all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I think that's that's. And then we just and, had, then, and then today, yes, today we had drill on. So please. If you all need to contact any of these people, go back to our. Um, you can go back to any of their um, 
the um, the episodes that we had, or you can actually reach out to us uh, via Instagram or uh, the Gospel Truth No BS at Gmail dot com, and yes. you can give us your thoughts, your opinions, good, bad, or indifferent, all day. And I do but just before we uh, we say good goodbye or good night or even good morning in our case. Um, I have a couple of shout outs I need to give right quick. I have a young nephew who just turned three. I forget what day exactly it was this week. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, he just turned three years old. That that would be, as I call him, Prince Carter. Um, he just turned three this week. Happy birthday, young Happy man. Happy birthday. Turn up. And uh, have an announcement to make. Come on. Um, our major is now going to be a grandfather. Pop, pop. Yes, I am now going to be a grandfather, courtesy of my daughter. So, Pop Pop is not going to be the name. <laughs> we're having uh, we're having a gender reveal today, so I'm looking forward to that. Finding out um, that my grandson is coming. I'm just, you know, I'm already proclaiming this. This that's my first grandchild. It's going to be a grandson. So, um, <clears throat> uh, I'm getting opposition in that, of course. Always. Oh, but, you know, I'm claiming it the gender reveal today before it's actually revealed. I am proclaiming uh, a, a grandson. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that today. And look, she's going to be due sometime later this year. Looking forward to it. Pretty excited about it. Blessings upon all of you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, please keep us not a secret. Sharing is caring. Tell a friend, become a friend. Email us at the gospel truth, no BS at gmail.com. That's the gospel truth, no BS at gmail.com. If you want to come on as a guest, if you have any critiques for us, uh, any ideas that you want to shoot our way, we're open. Also, too, uh, we have the G6 Summit just dropped a new episode this past week. That includes us, yours truly, our major, my brother Antonio, yo, yo. The, uh, the, the crew from the OK Podcast, that's OB1, K Boogie, and The Law, uh, Candid Kia, and also to our sister who we had on as a guest last week, uh, Lorraine, a.k.a. The Boss. And this past week, what did we talk about? Uh, we talked about, was it really? What's going on? No. What's missing? What's missing? What's missing in your relationship? It was uh, someone had written into V103 and we discussed that particular situation. And the, the podcast really has been um, a little, I would say, mind blowing. Yes. Episode one, we had an event that took place with one of our cast, with one of our panel. Episode two was quite emotional to some degree for all of us, but for one of us, I think it was very emotional. And the last episode, we had someone come out and on the panel and really speak their truth, which I, I think is going to be very therapeutic for them. So check it out. Our goal in that podcast is simply to bless. And I think also, too, though, uh, it's been therapeutic for everybody in whatever perspective they take it in. It's been mm -hmm. therapeutic. So I think I each, would agree. each individual person um, who is touched has been it's helped and I think we've learned more about ourselves if not anything else mm -hmm. and also too check out our brothers the OK Podcast 
I believe you can find them on, I don't know if they're on every platform, but I know you can find them on Spotify and I know you can find them on Apple. Uh, and we're on various platforms now, if I, if I got it right. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Amazon, as well as several countries throughout the world. Uh, we're reaching. We're reaching. Definitely trying to get us there. Yes, sir. Anything else you got for us, my brother? No, that's it. But I do want to leave us with a quote, and I actually changed it up today. Okay. Um, Go ahead. What you got? And I think this speaks to who I am and what the questions you was asking me earlier. Sure. You, you'll get it. Okay. I am who I am, not who you think I am, not who you want me to be. I am me. And that's by Bridget Nicole. I love that. I love it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Open your mind. Open your mind. God bless.